This podcast is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. You're listening to episode 48 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, my co-host Emily and I were both actually pretty sick this week. So what we've got is some audio from back in Gen Con of 2016, where we ran five-minute RPGs for a whole host of really cool people. Five-minute RPGs, I hear you say. How on earth could you do that? Well, the answer is we were using a deck of cards from Evil Hat Games. They are called the It's Not My Fault deck, and they're meant to run a quick game of fate, but we were using them to run 5-Minute RPGs. The way these cards work is there are separate decks for characters, for locations, for how you got here, and for how it's about to get worse. So you'll hear us ask for those specific cards in uh, each of these 5-Minute RPG sessions. But first, let's thank some of our outstanding Patreon backers. Nick Daly, the Sabertooth Tiger. Thank you. Remy Justice Bilodeau and Rob Day of the Licked King. Thank you so very much. And we hope you enjoy these long-awaited, long-touted, we kept promising them, and here they are. Nope, you're great. So I'm here with Chris Nizak of the Misdirected Mark podcast. Hi, everybody. And, uh... Wait a minute, am I about to play a five-minute RPG? You are about to play Oh my god, I'm going to die. <laughs> Why are you trying to kill me? Chris, let me tell you a quick story, <laughs> and then we'll play this game. <laughs> Every game of this that I ran at Denver Comic-Con, nobody died. Every single game of this I've run after I ran it for Phil on Talking Games, everyone has died. Wow. Just so you know. Great. Phil cursed you. If you die, it's his fault. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to turn the sucker around. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I don't, you. I don't have any fate points. I'm dead. Yeah, you're dead. Okay. Chris, um, tell me what character you are playing today. I am playing an illusionist named Chuck. All right, Chuck. Fantastic. You find yourself on the borderlands in a keep. Um, Whoa. Wait, is there like a, a wall of like severed heads? Sure. Uh, yeah, like and they're, they're, See, the the wall the wall of severed heads are just like on on the pikes of the of like the the, the doorway right there. <laughs> Is one of them a goblin that's actually not dead and just like looking at me? Sure. Cool. <laughs> I told you this was gonna happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're gonna keep on the borderlands. You have been looking as an illusionist for a very specific sword. It's a sword that, um, like, what illusion power does it have that is so awesome? So I have terrible fashion sense, so it'll make me wonderful. Like, I'll always look great. Right. Fantastic. Because for some reason, I just can't make myself look great with my illusions. Because you don't have the sense. Yeah, I don't have any. Don't I don't have any it. fashion sense. Right. <laughs> I, I'm wearing. I'm currently wearing plaid on top and stripes in the bottom. Yes. So this sword is going to help. A lot. Yes. It's a magical sword of fashion sense. So you've been on a journey for quite a ways to get here. Um, and what you come to is uh, the giant uh, past the head of heads on spikes. Pikes. Yeah. 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 Heads, on, heads on pikes that heads form on a wall. Pikes that form a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just move past the pikes. <laughs> yeah. I, I walk past. And walk the, around it. The, the goblin snickers at me and I hit him with a magic missile because jerk. Good. Because what a jerk. Yes. Yeah. He must be laughing at your stripes. I'm sure he is. Yeah. How could he? Or 
Before he died, he's like, those stripes and that plaid, they just don't go, bro. <laughs> so you come up to the giant, um, thick, wooden, iron-bound doors of this keep. Okay. And as you approach them, they slowly creak open. Um, and inside, you can see, finally, at last, the thing you have been searching for, which is this platinum blade, and it's clutched in a glowing magical fist in the middle of this giant stone room. Okay. Is there anybody else here? Nope. I, you know what? I just walk on up to the blade. Yeah, as you walk into the room. Of course, of course. <laughs> I trigger the trap. A chorus of voices starts to mock your fashion sense. Of course they do. For being so out of date. How could someone like you possibly wield the blade of fashion? <laughs> I, I need that blade more than anyone. You can just tell. Look at me. I'm terrible looking. You guys are jerks. So this isn't very high stakes in comparison to a lot why, of the games why, that I've been playing. Why you got to be making fun of me? <laughs> I say that to, to, to the voices that I can't see. So, um, so the way that I make this into a five-minute RPG is I want you to tell me the coolest way that you're going to convince these um, invisible keepers that you should be able to take the blade. I got it. And you're either going to get it and succeed and tell me how awesome you are, or you're going to tell me how you die terribly trying. Sure. Okay. So they all make fun of me, right? Yes. They're just making fun of me. Oh, like, they're laughing and snickering. Like, look, look. <laughs> stripes you, and plaid, stripes and plaid. <laughs> you fools. You don't understand. You keepers. If you give me this blade, if you give me this blade, you will take the worst fashion-sensed person on the face of existence and turn them into the well, most well-dressed person ever. You will be legendary. I will make the rounds across the world singing your praises. Now I'm going to have you roll. I'm basically ignoring um, <laughs> I'm ignoring everything except the most basic. So if it's in color on your sheet there, get a plus one. Was I clever? Uh, I don't know. What? What? You tell me. Did you think I was clever there? Sure, it's clever. Cool, I get plus one then. Yes. Because I, I sure wasn't quick. I sure you, wasn't sneaky. You weren't quick or sneaky, that's for I, sure. I, I wasn't careful, flashy, you're, or forceful. Your loud plaid plus stripes is definitely not sneaky. Not, I, 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 I mean, I, you really can't pull that one off. Often I walk around invisible, but uh, <laughs> not this time. Because they're all invisible. What were you thinking? Oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> no! Hell no! That's plus two! Oh, my you God! Broke the streak, Chris! I broke the streak! All right, awesome. So tell me... Tell me how this happens. So the, the little voice, <laughs> they, they ponder my words for a moment. And they're yes. like, thinking about it, they, he has a good point. You may take this sword. I, I, can, I can have it. You may take the sword. Take the sword, weary traveler, and become a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I approach the sword. I, I kneel down in front of it. I gently grasp it. And then I have normal clothes. <laughs> just plain blue shirt and... Uh, tan slacks. Yes. Oh no, we're at Gen Con. So you have a black, black polo. Black polo. And uh, khaki cargo shorts. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Because that's what you wear. To that, that would be Gen nicely Con. dressed at Gen Con. Yes. And then I, McClure, I wander like, yeah. the world, showing off my not hideous fashion. Your normalness. Yes. Awesome. That's it. Thank you so much for playing. <laughs> no problem. And we did it in five minutes with a story. I'm that good. John Arcadian, the head of the gnomes, gnome in chief. Gnome in chief. Gnome in chieftains. The gnome tater. The chief gnome. Head gnome. Gnome of gnome of gnomes. Nomar nomarticus. We're all nomarticus. <laughs> we'll get there. 
Um, and today uh, you are going to be playing what? A burglar. I'm going to be playing the burglar. The burglar. Do you have a name, burglar? Oh, they call me many things. Mostly it's Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob the burglar. Okay. So um, you find yourself... This is the part where I railroad the cards into this a little bit to make the story happen. Railroad away. All right. You find yourself um, standing at the edge of the um, exit of a small tunnel that you are just coming out of. You've been stopped cold by the sight of several dozen dragons in various colors. Basically, it looks like having some kind of board meeting. They're having deep discussion about politics, if they should allow dragon immigration across the border... Um, all sorts of really important things are, are coming up there and, and, and how to handle um, you know, dragon procreation, which some of the dragons think is probably none of the other dragons' business, but for some reason, you know, the red dragons are getting involved in the blue dragons' mix. Oh, God. Just, I got drunk really and intense. wound up at the DNC, <laughs> the Dragon National Committee. Oh. Um, I knew I shouldn't have come to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're definitely very hungover from last night. Not really sure how you ended up here, but the next thing that you hear is sort of a clank, clank, clank down the. Uh, oh God, my head hurts. Uh. Yes, each footstep is sending more waves of pain through your hungover head. Um, and as you turn to look, what you see is an empty-faced suit of armor that just has swirling black inside of it. And it's, uh, it's very large, and it's coming down the hallway carrying a giant axe. If you could say that a faceless creature looked angry, you would say that it looks angry. I, I totally get where you're coming from. I'm a little drunk right now. I'm a little hungover right now. I don't remember what happened last night, but I am so sorry for whatever I did to you. That is a nice axe. Can, can you please just put it down and clank quieter? <laughs> so the way, that this, the way that I make this into a five-minute RPG is here are some dice. You are going to tell me the coolest possible way that you can get out of this situation with dragons on one side and this um, cursed guardian on the other. And then you are going to tell me, um, to make it super simple, if it's in color, you get a plus one, and if it's in gray, you get a plus zero. Excellent. Um, so we're going to roll on it. Um, and then you're either going to succeed masterfully at this awesome way that you described to me, or you're going to die terribly, and that's Excellent. the end of the game. <laughs> All right, let's go for succeed masterfully, and let's okay. let's try to rock in so some clever. So tell me clever. what you're going to... How, how are you going to get out of this situation? <laughs> All right, as I'm standing here hungover, the suit of armor is coming near me. I, I can tell I'm on the edge of the, the Dragon National Committee. They're standing there. <laughs> I am going to run in, yelling, point of order, point of order, delegate <laughs> on the floor. I come from the hidden tomb where we have a huge immigration issue. <laughs> the faceless suits of armor are coming to steal our dragon horde guarding jobs. I'm polymorphed, swear I'm polymorphed, but we need to deal with this immediately. I call for an immediate executive vote by fire. <laughs> All right, and would you consider yourself being careful, clever, sneaky, or flashy, or forceful? Oh, God, I am not careful. I am not sneaky. I am hoping to God that this is clever. I think this is pretty clever. Come on. <laughs> Please. The only person who has lived so far at Gen Con is actually Chris, which makes sense because his stakes were so low. I was trying to figure out how the heck I would have been able to kill him anyway. Hey, plus, plus one. one. Yes, awesome. The dragons, they stop, 
they look at you, they turn, they look at this empty suit of armor that's stalking down the hallway behind you, and then they basically line up in formation and breathe fire at it until it just melts. And I duck, and I <laughs> stay underneath it, and I go, oh, God, thank God I'm a registered voter. <laughs> awesome. Well, Bob, Bob the burglar, thank you so much for playing. I hope your hangover goes away. Thank you. Me too. I hope my hangover doesn't turn into a career in politics. <laughs> Hey, John, uh, if people wanted to find you on the internet, where, where could they find you? Uh, they could find me at John Arcadian, johnarcadian.com. That's a good list. They could find me at Gnome Stew. That's probably a better and more accurate way of doing things where, where we have many, many gnomes. They could find me at Encoded Designs, which is where we produce many awesome things. But if you Google John Arcadian, you will find me. And only one of those links is my Doppelbro. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing. Thank you. <laughs> That's your character. Now, you are going to pick another card. Okay. Um, tell me what that says. I'm atop an icy mountain peak. Brilliant. Um, now, we're going to figure out what got you there. Swore an oath while drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes up a lot. And this is how it's about to get worse. The cage of blood descends <laughs> from the heavens to entrap those who have displeased the gods. You, in other words. <laughs> this is my favorite, you guys. I love... Okay. I'm going to turn these at me because I have to figure out how to make those happen. Real quick, so since we actually have the recorder going and it looks like I'm getting decent levels... Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Tell me why you are the awesome person that I'm having on the show right now, just in case people haven't heard Soth. Well, <laughs> I am an any-nominated podcaster... Yes, you are! ...for the RPG Academy podcast. You are indeed. Um, fantastic. And what podcast is that? The RPG Academy. Good, good, podcast. good. Um, fantastic. And so today, uh, Michael is playing the strategist. the strategist. Would you like to come up with a name? I'm not going to force you to. Uh, Christopher Smith. Okay, Christopher Smith. Christopher Smith. Um, one other question that I have for you: uh, What type of setting would you like to play in? Is this sci-fi? Is this Three Musketeers? What are we feeling? Fantasy? Mm. Give me a stereotypical genre. I think sci-fi. Sci-fi. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, um, Christopher, you are on top of an icy peak, um, freezing in your very thin space clothing. Um, your uh, spaceship is crashed nearby. Um, it's, it's very cold. <laughs> I've made a lot of poor choices. You've made a lot life. of poor choices. Um, and the only reason you are even on this pla planet is because last night... There was some drinking. Those uh, pan-galactic gargle blasters, they really... <laughs> I only <laughs> had three. ...hit you, and... and uh, before the other three. There was, a, there was a problem, and so, you know, you were like, no, no, I'll fix this, I swear. I swear, I'll just go get... What did you break? A young girl's heart. Uh oh, oh, you're gonna go get another one on this icy peak yes. <laughs> to replace it. Obviously, yes, of course. It's sci-fi. There's mechanical <laughs> sure. hearts. There's mechanical hearts, or you were on your way and you've crashed. Oh no. Um, fantastic. So, um, freezing on top of this icy peak, what's happening is you're looking around. There isn't anything here. This isn't where you expected to be. I'm looking at a data pad at my map. Right. I should have turned left getting, at Albert. Yeah. Curtain. There just isn't anything coming up. Um, and as you 
as you looking as you you're looking at data pad, you start hearing a weird sound from above you. <laughs> yeah, like it's like a little crack of thunder, Ooh. and then <laughs> when you look up, what I'll you see <laughs> is a cage like uh, that looks like it's basically made from frozen blood, and it seems to be coming down at you. So at this point, what I'm going to have you do is tell me what is the coolest possible way that you can get out of this situation. We're going to roll on it and decide if you die or if you succeed. Okay. I'm going to throw down my data pad Mm -hmm. and use it as a tiny, like, surfboard and skate down the mountain. Yes. That sounds amazing. Would you say that that is clever, forceful, or quick? I would say it's flashy, but I'm not good at that, so I would go with right. quick, because I'm so making a do, snap decision. Do quick, and I'm going to give you a bonus on it, because it's quick, and then basically, since we're just being super easy, as long as you beat zero, <laughs> so as long as nope. you have fill, yeah, it's a fill <laughs> roll! Um, so the cage descends on you. Well, well, that was a terrible plan. I mean, it's it's the size of a shoe. There's no way it's going to work as a snowboard. And you're a strategist. You should have known I'm better. I'm still hung over. Oh, man. Those pan-galactic gargle blasters, they were rough last <laughs> night. Do you in. No more of those so the cage comes down and it it goes into the snow around you suddenly there's a bottom to it and you're in it um and it just rises right back into the sky and no one ever heard from christopher again at least i'm not cold anymore (laughs) i don't know what you might be you tell me it's frozen blood (laughs) i'm gonna lick it oh no Anyway, that's your five-minute game. Thank you for playing. Thanks for having me. I die. (laughs) All right, guys, that's what you said. Five-minute games, really? And I said yes. And this is what I mean. We're going to have, like, if if a campaign is a season of television and a one-shot is a movie, then this is the vine of role-playing games. (laughs) The one most key part. Really quickly, uh, if you would like to have a name, you certainly can, but I'm not going to force you into it. I'll be Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan. Um, Actually, before we even get to that, um, tell me why you're the awesome person that I'm having on my podcast, because I want to know about City of Brass. I'm Lucas with City of Brass, and uh, we try to make apps that make your gaming easier. Just fantastic. And where can people find you? Cityofbrass.io. Awesome. And of course, members of the RPG Academy Network. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Fantastic. So... Uh, so, Jonathan, um, one uh, well, one last quick question before we get into this. Uh, what, what stereotypical genre would you like to play in? I think we'll go with horror. Okay, cool. Ooh. Not my strongest suit. Emily should be running this one. If only she was here. If only she Everybody was here. Everybody needs a chance. <laughs> you got five minutes. You can, can get through it. Can, can I chime in with things? <laughs> yes, you totally can, but it'll be longer than five minutes. Oh. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, fantastic. You are, are in... It is a city of coral and silver beneath a glass bottle. bottle. Do you live in this city? No. Okay. So uh, definitely there's... You are maybe someone who fights undead specifically. I think I must. Yeah. Um, And uh, do you have an awesome flowing jacket? Because I feel like you would have to have an awesome flowing jacket and some kind of awesome hat. I have an awesome flowing jacket. Yes. And a straw hat. Thank you, Jonathan. I feel much better about this game. Anyway. (laughs) 
you descended recently in um, a submersible device, um, and you know that uh, you know under the sea is generally considered a very dangerous place to be. Um, there's been earthquakes really frequently. There's rumors flying that um, things are waking up down here, um, and it's been it's been a little bit concerning. So uh, since since you do hunt undead, uh, you you decided to come down to quick name me a city, Emily, who's not here. San Tokyo. Okay, San Tokyo. Really? <laughs> Under the waves in Wait, San Francisco. Under Fran the waves, the lost San city of Atlantis. Can I get a song for that? <laughs> oh, wait, it's horror. Sorry. These it's horror. horror You're giving me Magical Girls one last job here. Help me out. Um, we can switch out to something else. <laughs> Mystical Catacombs. Okay. That's the name of the city? Yes. Okay, the Mystical Catacombs. Right. Um, so you're, you could be coming down in the submersible. Um, there were some weird things happening. There were... Um, there's some people on the submersible with you that didn't quite look like people. They looked like they had maybe weird gills in their necks. Um, you know, so it's been, something's been feeling a little off this whole trip. Um, it's been a little strange. You got down to the city. It's very beautiful. Um, it's clearly perfectly preserved by this glass bubble, although um, there are some parts of it that, the angles don't seem to be quite right. Like, you just can't quite wrap your mind around how those degrees work. It's very off-putting. But the actual um, construction and everything is very beautiful, so it's a weird juxtaposition. Problem is, of course, that there's a strange new crack in the... There we go. There's a strange new crack in the ground, um, which is probably what you came to explore. Spewing forth undead. Spewing forth from it are definitely undead. Um, in a variety of forms and shapes. Some of them are very sort of humanoid, but obviously not human. Um, some of them are like long, rotted pirates. Um, you went to explore this, uh, this crack in the earth. Um, it's also spewing very hot water from it. Um, and, uh, and so that's kind of like flooding parts of the city at this point. Um, you got into this fight with one of the non-humanoid-looking creatures. It's clearly dead, but you've also never seen anything like it alive. And it got you a big, long scratch up your arm. And you can feel the burning spreading from that point outwards. So you probably, you've got more undead spewing out of this crack. You've also got this, it definitely feels like poison is starting to pump through you. Uh, what is the coolest way that you can solve the situation where you're basically being hoarded by undead and... Well, I want to go out with a bang because I'm going to die with the poison already in the system. <laughs> so I'm going to look down in the crack and see if I can find the, the, the source of the undead. Awesome. Leap over the edge and close it. Right, awesome. Right before I perish. Right, as the black is spreading up your veins. That's right. Right? Okay, so tell me, while you're doing this carefully, flashily, or force, I mean, you can use anything well, on we'll there. We'll be careful, since I'm, uh, I'm planning on dying Right, you want to make so sure we'll that it happens. we'll just go with uh, forceful. Awesome. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't think I've ever seen anyone roll that before. Um, wow, you guys are just all going to die terribly. Apparently my dice are cursed. I'm sorry. It's because Phil Vecchione touched them. It's not my fault. I think that roll spills into your five minutes. <laughs> so I'm, I was going to give so you, bad. you get a bonus for being forceful you. and using one of your uh, one of your skills that is on your sheet, but unfortunately it's still a negative three. <laughs> 
space. So I think what happens here is you try to dive into the hole. You're like, I see the source. It looks like it's that that little, um, it just looks really deep. I could just move that rock right over it. We wouldn't have any more problems. Um, and then, you know, this, this poison is spreading, so I'm screwed anyway. And you try to take that dive down into the pit, and uh, a giant, uh, like, half fish, half giant, um, just comes, like, climbing out of the pit right in front of you. And right as you're about to just dive in, just grabs you and just takes a giant bite out of your head. <laughs> All right. That went well. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you for playing. You're welcome. <laughs> That's why I don't like fate. Uh, where am I now? I am atop the back of a great behemoth as it proceeds inevitably forward. Oh, yes. Huh. I haven't gotten that card before. I like these ones. There's more of them than in the decks that I was What using. brought me here was, wow, a very long sentence. What brought me here was, you're not quite sure what the nine-foot-tall thing with the club is saying, but the two-foot person with with wings seems to think it's challenged to a duel. Whoa. Okay, this one's going to be a little bit brain-bending. Yeah. (laughs) About to get worse, my anti-dragon talisman is a complete fake. (laughs) So really quickly, hey, Chris. Hey. (laughs) Welcome to She's a Super Geek. Thank you. Give us a really quick rundown of who you are and what you do. Oh my gosh. Uh, my name is Chris Hussey. I am a uh, part-time podcaster, uh, would-be uh, filmmaker, which brings me to Gen Con. I am a freelance game writer, not designer, um, and just general RPG person. And I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> well, thanks. And uh, and today, uh, today, Chris is going to be playing a pirate. Arr. Arr. Um, do you care to have a name or do you care? Uh, let's go with, um, we'll, we'll name it after the Billy Joel song, and I will be Captain Jack. All right, Captain Jack. And this is apparently what's getting me high tonight. So. <laughs> All right, Captain Jack. So, um, you are actually standing on the back of a, uh, a it, it's a giant submarine okay. in the middle of the ocean. It's not submerged. So you're standing on the submarine. On top. On top of right. it. And unfortunately, what's happening, the reason that you're standing on the submarine is because you can see your ship over there kind of listing to the side, taking on water. And this was um, this was the thing that you could get off of it onto mm. because you know that ship is going down and you don't see any land. To the sad day. Yes. <laughs> not so good. No. Um, and the submarine, not only is the submarine that you're standing on a submarine that could, you know, sink again at any moment. It's also moving very quickly away from your ship. Makes the day even sadder. Yes. Yes. So you're basically watching your ship sink as you go somewhere that you don't know where. (laughs) Um, As as you're standing there contemplating your situation, uh, a portal in the top of the submarine opens, um, and a very large person, about nine feet tall... Um, with basically like a pipe iron in his hand, kind of Andre the Giant basically, Mm. squishes his way out of this porthole um, and basically comes at you. like. And it sounds like maybe Russian? Like, not really sure. 
No. Eisnerhornstiger. That doesn't sound like Russian. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> <That's> German. <laughs> Cut that. He's speaking German. And be a dragon. I'm going to pull out my anti dragon <laughs> talisman and draw my cutlass, which is really probably just like a piece of wood. Right. <laughs> You've been out in the sun for a long time, Captain right. Jack. Yes. Uh, it's been a I'm long quite time. baked. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Um, and he starts approaching you, like slapping the uh, the giant uh, pipe, the lead pipe in his hand. And then suddenly behind him, you hear a, a, a much smaller voice um, come up behind him and uh, and say, "No, you can't do that. That is, you can't just keep attacking people like this." I don't even understand. And the giant person turns around and starts, Are the harsh new hearts around them? And they seem to be having an argument on top of this big. I will point at the little creature and I will say, Your days of captivity are over. I am here to claim this ship and I will rid you of this beast, this hideous dragon which has taken over this ship because I need to claim this ship because mine's sinking in the back and I need something new. No, 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 you can't have this ship. This is my ship. No, we'll talk about that later. No, 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 no. What, what are you holding even? This is a talisman that will save you. Because it, it will get rid of that big thing there. It's an anti-dragon talisman. And it's real. It's real as this day is bright. I feel like... Dra- dra- so, no, no, no. This is... Oh, quick, what's the German name? Hans! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giving me that look? You asked me and then you answered. I couldn't come. <laughs> This is Hans. He gets a little excited sometimes. I just need to, like, we might have a fight about it, but it's okay. Like, but what are you doing here and where did you come from? I'll point back to my ship with my blade in a rather flashy manner. And this ship here sunk me as it sideswiped me. So I have now come to claim this vessel is mine. Yes, sorry about that. Um, but it's really... It's, it's really, too late for apologies, little one. It's no, okay. I, it's, like I said, I shall you save you. Did you just call me little one? Do you know how rude that is? You're two feet tall. You're much smaller than I am. You are little to me. He's uh, much bigger than I am. The, but I shall slay him for the, you. The... Uh, you can't... What? Look. Okay. Look, look. Can we drop you off somewhere? I know we destroyed your ship. It's... I know that was How far is it to San Tokyo from here? Um, a couple of days... Why don't we... Can we just maybe drop you at the nearest landmass? I mean, I think that... He seems rather <laughs> agitated about this. I can rid you of this problem, this talisman. This solve all of your problems. It has solved mine. You see no dragons around me. Clearly, this works. I don't even know how to get you in a situation from here. That's not a dragon. That's my husband. That's, that's <laughs> not a dragon. That's my husband. And don't stop threatening him. Well, he seems to be pushing you around a bit. No, he's fine. He's, he just... He seems to be he just has a little uncomfortable, or maybe it's breath. just Germanness. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess it's within the same. <laughs> this is the worst five minute game I have done. You're great. This is terrible. I don't know what's going on here. All right, so I tell you what. All right. Why don't we do this? They don't want to take you to San Tokyo. What's the coolest way you can get them to take you to San Tokyo? The problem is that you're crazy. I feel like that's here's what we shall do, and I shall produce. I shall produce three. Coconut shells. Yes. And I will take my anti-dragon talisman. And I will say, this has brought me much luck. If you take me to San Tokyo, I shall give this to you. And it can be yours. It will keep you safe. I may have to go and fight and slay dragons from this point forward. But I have my trusty cutlass with me. And I will three-shell Monty this. And I'll put this. If you can pick out 
where this is, and I'll start moving the shells around. If you can pick out which one it is, but I don't, you I, can have it. And if you can't, then you must take me to San Francisco. This sounds like a perfect deal for this, you. But Okay, but that's like a stick with some grass around it. It's my cutlass. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This was handmade. Like the talisman looked kind of like a soda pop bottle lid. And it ah, a little yes, little... it appears that way because it keeps the disguise. If the dragons knew what it was, then they would want to try and destroy it. But if it just appears as what you say to be this pop-top bottle, <laughs> then clearly they're never going to know. So, can you guess? Keep your eye on the shell. Where? That one. I haven't stopped moving. Them yet. <laughs> it's still that one. <laughs> that one. Okay, I don't know. I'm gonna might have to roll some dice <laughs> yes, to figure now out. Yes, I'm gonna have you roll. All right, I'm assuming this is. Would this be flashy or flashy. sneaky? Yeah? I think it's flashy. All right. Wait, so if they, I said, well, I can't even remember the deal I put for them. So if they... Heads I win, tails you lose. So, but if they, <laughs> is basically what But you if said. they can't get it, then they have to take me to San Francisco. So I don't want them to get it. So I'm going to be sneaky. Because okay. I need to get to San Francisco. Okay. What's in San Francisco? The best sushi you have okay. ever had. If you're going to San Francisco, <gasps> be sure to eat some sushi while you're there. Um, yes, but you were being sneaky, sneaky, right? So you have a bonus on that. So that's a zero. Um, <laughs> you die. <laughs> Damn it. Three up, three down. <laughs> How about best seven like, out of nobody nine? Nobody can beat a zero. Like, it really shouldn't be this hard, you guys. It's all on you, Kevin. Hans picks um, up his Fantastic, pipe, right? yeah. <laughs> Hans picks up his lead pipe and just goes, bath, and this smacks you off the top Knocks of the submarine to the water, ah. and then the submarine continues inevitably forward as you paddle water watching it go. I shall, I shall apparently go and join Davy Jones and the rest of the monkeys in his locker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Watch out for that crack down there for you when I'm dead. Good point. Shakes his lead pipe at you and climbs back down. <laughs> I will hold my cutlass in the air and as I continue right, try to, to prevent it from rusting as, yes, long, yeah, as, as long as absolutely possible. It's slowly, slowly sinking. I'll try and use it. I'll try and use it as a flotation. Wow, device, I'm sorry. Like Usually people are a little bit more epic. Instead, you were just crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you were just baked. Just baked. Fantastic. Okay. You're a scholar. <laughs> yes. You go fantasy or sci-fi or what are you feeling? Well, I think we'll I think we'll go the like the Greco-Roman era. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, so it's really, a warm summer's night in ancient Greece. Do you want to run this one? <laughs> you totally can. <laughs> you want to see what his cards say first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so really quickly Kevin, welcome to She's a Super Geek. Thank you very much for having me. I am Kevin Smith. I'm the author of the Melvin Smith's Geekery website. Which is an any any nominated... Yes, it is. Any Thank you. Any nominated book. And uh, I am also part of the RPG Academy Network. Yes. The rest of these fine folks. Um, so today, uh, you are playing a scholar. Would you like to have a name? You don't have to have a name. It's only five minutes. Thaddeus. Okay, Thaddeus. Fantastic. <laughs> so tell us where you are. Thaddeus is within a gladiatorial arena. Fantastic. Not I... the best of places for a scholar. <laughs> How did you get there? What brought you here? 
The treasure turns out to have been fake. Ooh. It was a trap. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then how it's about to get worse. Well, I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I have to draw two, two more. Two <laughs> more how it's about to get worse cards. All right. That's exciting. <laughs> well, tremendous success has attracted unwanted attention. Uh-huh. However, I cannot wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. The sorceress Medusa is very unhappy that your scholarship is be- in magic is being uh, better received than hers. So she, uh, she has put a spell on you and controlled you going down into the the emperor's private stash to steal a piece of treasure that has turned out to be fake, but it set off the alarms. So you are still essentially sleepwalking under her control, but are in the gladiatorial arena as the... What did they call Was it a, like a gate? Yeah. As yeah. the gate raises. And, and out... Right. And out comes... Lion? A dumbbell platform. <laughs> it could be a line. A hundred, a hundred <laughs> rabbit-sized horses. Uh, <laughs> or duck-sized horses. No, <laughs> yes, uh, one giant lion. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's been an interesting experience being under the spell of the Medusa. <laughs> I can tell that I'm sleepwalking. Sometimes I can even see myself walking through the motions. I, of course, cannot control myself. Every now and then, certain things that I encounter within the world appear to me as shades and different kinds of dreamlike materials. The lion is vivid. I know it's coming from the cage, and I know that it will devour me within moments unless I can shake this spell. Or maybe, just maybe, I can enact myself in the dream, use my knowledge that I have learned of lions to fight in a dreamlike stupor. So that's what I'll do. Awesome. Are you being... <laughs> Sounds uh, pretty badass. Can I'm being clever. clever. I think you're being clever. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm using my knowledge of lions and try my knowledge of what I've learned about being in this state. Because now it's been a long time. I mean, I was captured in the, in the, in the treasury. I was put in a cell, mm-hmm. still sleepwalking, and stayed there for days until they finally plucked me into this gladiatorial arena. So I've had a little bit of time to work this out. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to basically train myself to think this is a dream and act like I would, knowing just the right kind of moves to go up against a giant lion. Awesome. Don't die. Well, better. I, I, <laughs> I sincerely hope I die. Oh! <laughs> Shit, y'all. <laughs> Four, four, uh, yeah, that's four. so. That ends up being um, you were doing it cleverly. Like you, so, you have a bonus on that, so it's a negative two. <laughs> the sorceress Medusa is still controlling you, even as you try to shake her off. And as the lion pounces on you, aha! The last thing you see is the emperor with Medusa at his side, giving you a thumbs down. Oh, oh dear! Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for playing so much. I, that was awesome. I lived in Greece. <laughs>
enjoyed episode 48 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, please consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash sasgeek. And thank you so very, very much to everyone who has. We really do super appreciate it. And I really, really will make rewards happen. Oh my gosh. Then we're going to rebuild it because obviously physical rewards are really, really hard. If you would like to help us out in a non-monetary fashion, we would love it if you left us a rating or review in iTunes. They really do help new people find the show and they make us feel super, super, super good. And thank you again also to everyone who's already left us a review. If you have any questions or comments or you'd just like to say hi, you can find us on Twitter at SASGeekPodcast or you can check out our website SASGeek.com for more ways to connect. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. Find more fantastic music, tour dates, and merchandise on KieranStrange.com or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. We'll see you in two weeks for our next adventure. tell you guys okay there is a card in this deck that says a wretched hive of scum and villainy sweet i cannot say it <laughs> every time somebody draws it i'm like yeah you're in a wretched sky of hum and villainy <laughs> just, no, blah, blah, blah. can't do that one okay um fantastic what imagine the deep ones it's a very hard thing to do <laughs> you know you're whispering from the wrong side of the recorder right emily who's not here <laughs> Man, and here I was going to change your opinion on fate. Well, not really. Oh. I mean, the pirate. Arr. Which is not their favorite letter. No, I know that That's one. Right. Their first love is the sea. Their first love is the sea. <laughs>